Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And it's a special guest because you brought somebody on. Yeah, man. I, we talk about it all the time, and to me, I think one of the coolest things about movies, not necessarily always being the main character of a movie, but just being a guy in the movie. Like, I think just being a guy in the background of Goodfellas would be like a life accomplishment for me. This was uh, our guest today. He's been in so many movies. I think it's hard for me to even name them all. But uh, Kev, how you doing, bud? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm a big, big fan, and uh, we've been friends on TikTok for a little while now. Like you're like yeah. one of the first people I uh, actually connected with on TikTok. Yeah, probably and, uh, from. Was it from the Vince Vaughn video? Probably. I think so. Um, yeah. But you've got so many good uh, little bits that you do. It's it's great. If you don't follow Kevin on TikTok, you really should. He's uh he's hilarious. His humor it just hits me it hits my funny bone every time. So Yeah, I've got a weird sense of humor. It's great, man. It really is like um some stuff that you would never even think people would go for. And I think it's gold. Thank you. like I said, I'm a big fan. I'm kind of nervous. I don't usually get this way when I uh, <laughs> when I'm just talking with people. But yeah, that's, well, I'm kind of uh, nervous too. I've I've never done this before. So. Oh well, dude, it's, it's it's no big deal, man. I tell you, this uh, this podcast we keep it loose, so we like to have fun. Um, so yeah, you you can say nothing wrong here. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, I just wanted. To, I got some questions that I think you know everybody would would want to know so you keep calling him kevin what his name is kevin Pryor, right yes sir yes. what's his uh yep. tiktok handle so everyone can follow him it's pretty sure K- it's that kevin Pryor. it's kp Pryor. kp Pryor. sorry that way everyone can uh, look you up and check your stuff out right yeah yeah yep yeah, yeah and i've been on Greg. oh sorry go ahead well, i've been on tiktok for a couple of years and um at first, I was a little hesitant um, because, you know, I, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, there was talk of, you know, getting rid of TikTok in the U.S. So I was like, well, I don't want to put stuff out there if it's just going to get taken away. Yeah, but, I then, um, but then I was like, well, I'll just put a few things out there. And I was testing it out. And then I told a story about working on a set. And that's what got me really getting into it. And that I was. Like, I love your stories, man. I really do. I think that's oh, what. Uh, I think that's what's got you such a great following is uh, is the fact that your stories are just so cool and you know they're just they're great. You know it may it you know it's it's you can you know relate to it. Thank you. Yeah, I I wish I had more because I was only out in California for a certain amount of time, but. Um, yeah, probably just start retelling them. I'm sure there's little details here and there that I haven't told, but yeah, a lot of people have requested that I tell more stories about working on movie sets. Well, uh, Nick actually prepared. He never usually prepares for a podcast, but he has a nice little uh, yeah. questionnaire that he would like to uh, ask oh. you, and hopefully it'll unravel some of these stories or jog your memory. Yeah, whether yes. it's whether it's great or not, I am famous for just going off the cuff yeah. nine out of ten times. But today, I actually did come prepared with some questions for oh, you. Nice. So, uh, what made you want to get into the movie business or just in movies in general, TV, I know you've done some TV too, but, uh, what, what made you want to do that? Like, well, it started probably back in high school. Um, like 
at that time, I was thinking I wanted to get into computer science and work on video games. But then I started uh, watching a lot of movies, and I was always a big fan of of Jim Carrey. And yeah, so like in Living Color, I watched it every week. Um, I just thought he was amazing, just the genius in general. But um, then when Ace Ventura came out, I remember going to see that movie. And um, yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. And then it came out on VHS, and that was the first VHS that I bought. And I watched it every single day over and over and over again to the point where I just memorized the movie. That was and, the movie that my dad and me watched together probably the most as a kid. Dad <laughs> and like Die Hard. Like we watched Ace Ventura all the time. Well, it's so um, funny because, I mean, in repeat viewings, you just notice the little things that he does with his face. That's what I found so funny. I mean, it's just so ridiculous and over the top. Um, it's and so it's surprising funny. that he... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was just going to say, uh, me and my wife went on a Jim Carrey binge recently watching all oh. of his movies. Yeah. And uh, I was like, there was a time when a grown man talked out of his ass in a blockbuster <laughs> movie. <laughs> yes. Well, and yeah, they were worried. It, they didn't know if it was going to really connect with people, but it, it definitely did. And um, yeah, I started, uh, memor- I knew all the lines. So then I started like trying to make the faces. And then, um, yeah, basically trying to do an impression. And But at the time, I never considered uh, getting into acting because I was really shy and quiet. Um, so it, it was never a thought. But yeah, I did these. I basically did these for myself to make myself laugh. And then um, that was going into my senior year. And Ace Ventura was still huge. And I had a friend that, that would do Ace Ventura impressions. And this was like the first week of school, my senior year. And he, um, he was doing this impression. And it, I mean, it, it wasn't great, but it, was, it made me laugh. And I was like, well, I, I kind of do one too. And so I did it for him. And I don't know if he was just shocked that it came from me because I was pretty quiet in general, or if he just genuinely liked it. But um, he got other people like, hey, you've got to see this impressions. And I had like four different scenes that I did. And so I did them. And then each class period, uh, more and more people were asking. And then it got to the point at, at lunch, um, they asked me to do it. And I got on a table and I did one of the impressions and like, you know, hundreds of people all clapping. So that became addicting to me, like entertaining that people. That's cool. That is a cool story. Like, I would have never yeah. had the guts to, to go for it like that. Well, that's the you know? thing. I, I just, something just came over me because I knew it so well that I, I just wasn't nervous. I just became that, that character. Um, nice. But then that night, uh, there was a football game. And so I did it at halftime. And then every single day after that, every, every class like I was field, in. Like- like with the band and shit or were like, like in the stands in the stands in the stands, oh, like okay, at the bottom okay. of the stands for the student <laughs> section. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. so half of them couldn't even hear me, but I was like doing the slow motion football scene. So they, they got an idea of what <laughs> it was. Great. I love that scene. It's so good. <laughs> so yeah, I, after that, I mean, I, I was kind of addicted to doing that. And so my, what I was 
thinking I wanted to do, I was more like, oh, I do really like doing this. So I, I got into theater. And then the next year I went to school and I started working computer science. And as I was getting further along, I was like, well, I really do like the entertainment industry more. And this computer science stuff is really hard. So um, I, I, I changed to a radio TV major in a minor in theater. And so I did a couple uh, musical musicals there. And um, then I was also doing, uh, my school had a lot of broadcasts, uh, broadcast journalism. So I was, do- I was an anchor. But then when I was doing that, uh, this is before, well, it was right in the infancy of The Daily Show. Mm. I was a big fan of The Daily Show. And this is, be- this is when um, Craig Kilborn was the host. And I was a big fan of it. And um, so I was always trying to do like fake news on our news. And um, the, the people in charge did not like that at all. I remember one time we, I, I did a fake news story. And um, yeah, the guy in charge got really mad. He had to re- he re-edited everything before it went to air a couple hours later. Um, yeah, he was not too happy with me. Like, I think... Because it was just like the random things that you, you would see on the Daily Show, like um, where they're standing with the microphone, but you would hear me and there's like a trash can. And so then I would come out of the trash can and like, like nothing is happening <laughs> different. Like this is Kevin Pryor from Davenport, Iowa. And, and it like, it's not, I just acted like it was just a normal thing and it really wasn't. And, and they did not like that at all. So, um, I was doing all that stuff and then, uh, probably it was, it was in my senior year. I had to make a choice, like, what do I want to do? And I still wasn't sure. So I had a choice to either go to, I, I wanted to get my master's cause I still wasn't sure what I really, really wanted to do. And it was between, uh, Miami university to further do, uh, TV broadcasting and they said, I, I mean, I'd pretty much be guaranteed a job once I finish the master's program, or mm-hmm. I could go to California and pursue film and film production, but there was no guarantees. Mm-hmm. And I was just such a fan of movies. Um, Cause I like, even during, during that time that the four years that I was going to school here, I would go, we had this place called Hogan's video. And I would go and get five, five VHS tapes to watch. And um, I had a friend on the, the cross-country mm-hmm. team that his parents owned uh, a video store. So he was recommending me all these movies to watch. And I'd, I'd get five movies and you could keep them for a week, but I would finish them in like two or three days. And then I would go back and get five more and then five more. So I was watching a ton of movies during that time. So yeah, I, Nick and that, I talked about that whenever we were kids, uh, like both of our fathers, we went to those rental stores and we would just pick oh, out the most random movies when we were kids. Yes. And that's why we all just love movies. And it's such a lost art. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, sure. I was actually worked at two movie theaters in my life too. So that didn't <laughs> oh, happen. awesome. Yeah, that, that would have been a cool job. That's, that's a job that I wanted when I um, first got a job, but I just, I, I couldn't get it. I ended up working at a grocery store, but, um, yeah, so I was, uh, I had to make that choice. So I, I 
ended up going to Chapman University in California. And so that's how I got into it. I got my master's in film and TV production. So it was more behind the scenes stuff. But um, while I was doing that, what was it? I, I had one of my, my um, friends who was also a filmmaker. He told me that they had an open call for uh, Little Nicky, what ended up being Little Nicky, the Adam Sandler oh, movie. Man. And so he said, yeah, do you, you want to be in the background of this, this movie? And it didn't pay anything. It's like, wow, you, you can actually do that? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Um, so we show up and it was basically what they call a, a cattle call where it's hundreds of people. Um, but we didn't get paid. Are you at the Globetrotters game? Um, that's, that's the one I was thinking of. Like you'd be at, the is that the very end game. of the movie? I'm even trying to remember. I've only seen the movie. <laughs> oh, is that, wow. yeah, it, now, it's, uh, it is the basketball game. Yeah. If that's the one. Yeah, the, it's, it's the basketball brothers. game. Yeah, it's the it's the um, yeah, it's the, they the his brothers take over people that are um, that are playing against the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh yeah, yeah, around. okay, yeah, yeah. It's so. coming back to me now. I gosh, it's been so long. It has been so long since I did that one. That's so but, cool that you were there for that though. Like, <laughs> I just think that's the coolest, man. I don't think you that's can. That's like see one of my me. favorite scenes of the movie. We have oh, awesome! Game in sixty years. <laughs> i'll have to go back like if they do a 4k and like pause it to see because i kind of remember where i was sitting but i mean there's just no way like someone would be like oh there there you are it's because the camera's always moving and it might be quick cuts right Right. Uh, one thing i found so interesting is how many like big movies you've been in as an extra and i found it so fascinating that you were able to get in all these movies it, Dude, it, it's, I got lucky. I mean, yeah, some yeah, of the movies, yeah, it's, it's pure luck. It's, um, yeah, like an example, um, I mean, this is fast forwarding a bit to, uh, when I've been doing it for a while, but with wedding crashers, I had a call-in service. It, it cause usually this is, I didn't have a cell phone at the time. This is how long ago this was. So wow. what you would do for extra work um, I guess I should tell you like how I got into actually doing this. So from little Nikki, when I was in the audience, we were talking to some girls and they said they were paid to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oh, wow, I can do this and get paid to do it. Yeah. I, how do I do it? So they gave me the information and I signed up at central casting. That was, that's the main background acting place out there. Mm-hmm. So I, so from that point on, I was calling in for extra work. And what you do, what you did, it's, it's changed so much now. It's, it's so much more streamlined. But back then, you went in, you got your picture taken, they put you in a database. And then they would give you a main line to call. And then the casting directors would um, pop up there throughout the day. I mean, there was no warning. You just, you just had to call this number. And they would say, hey, I need, you know, 15, 18 to look younger Caucasian males. Uh, call this number if you're interested. And so then at that point, if you fit, fit the bill and you wanted it, it became like calling into a radio uh, contest where it's like constantly busy. And you're just calling and calling and calling, trying to get through. And then eventually you do. 
and you just hope that they still have the sp- a spot open. Um, so that's what I, I did, did it that way for a while, but then, um, it just became hard because I was only working two or three days a week and you, you make so little money doing, doing background work, unless you're in the screen actors guild. Right. So I, I got a calling service and what they did was they called for me and then they would call me. Um, so I'd be on a set one day and then they call me that night and say, Hey, call this number for your information for this booking tomorrow. So I didn't have to call that call in line anymore. Um, the only problem was that sometimes they would book me in places that were like a two hour drive away. Um, so I, I didn't know what they were booking me on. And so now back to that story with, was Wedding Crashers. I got booked on that. And it, at that point when I was had this casting service, oh gosh, what did they book me on this time? Wedding Crashers? Is it a reality show? And so I... Um, like IMDb had a little bit of information. I mean, that was IMDb was still very small. It didn't have all the information that it has yeah. today. But um, I could see that it had um, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. So I was like, oh, well, this, this might actually be, cool. be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was a, a huge fan of Vince Vaughn's from from Swingers. So um, great movie, great movie. Yeah. So I was, I was really looking forward to it, but that's how I got onto, um, wedding crashers and going into it. I was like, Oh gosh, what, what am I getting myself into wedding? Cra- what is this thing? And by the end of the shoot, I was like, I was telling everybody, this movie is going to be huge. I mean, I was laughing the entire week that I was on set and it didn't come out for another year after we shot that stuff. Oh, that's crazy. So yeah, as an extra, was, you don't. You don't really know anything about the movie, right? I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. I, I had no clue. All I was given was uh, just the scenario. Like we were at, um, I was, you know how they had the different weddings. I was in the Jewish wedding scenes. So um, it was all the stuff at the very beginning of the movie. That's awesome though. Yes. So you got to, so how close did you get to see Vince Vaughn and then? So I, I talked to him. I mean, he, um, so one of the rules, uh, I, I'm probably, I, I just, uh, re recorded my, my TikTok on the Vince Vaughn story with, but like, you know, better visual quality or whatever. But basically, yeah. I'm telling the same kind of thing where, um, the big rule when you're an extra, you don't go up to the main actors and talk to them because, um, I mean, you're there to do a job and they're there. They may have lines that they're trying to memorize. And so they tell you, do not go up to them because you can get kicked off that. Oh, yeah. um, oh, wow. But if they talk to you, then y- you can talk to them. And Vince Vaughn was just someone that um, he just, he just didn't care about that rule. He would. So as an extra, you um, like, they might ask you, they might say things to you, like the main actors, but you, you're supposed to nod or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Vince Vaughn, I don't know if he did that. I think he did it on purpose, but he would interact with some of the extras in a way that would force them to say something. So when that happens, they have to get upgraded from an extra to a day player. So they got paid, you know, three or four times more because of that. Um, because so Vince so, did that. Yeah. So if you talk back to them, you have to be upgraded. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, and crazy. I heard I that happened that. multiple that ha- happened multiple times that week because of Vince Vaughn. 
Wow. So yeah, he, um, yeah, he was just awesome. I, I remember him coming up to a group of us because we were dancing most of the week. And he came up to me and this other guy and he's like motioning, okay, you're at about here, like pointing at our chest, but we need you way up here, like over his head. Mm-hmm. And not so much here, not so much here, but way up here. Come on, let's, let's go. And he was just like giving us pep talks all week. And um, that's mostly what the assistant director is for. But he, I mean, he was getting all the extras involved. Um. So yeah, it was really cool. And it really, because at that time, after a while when you're doing extra work, it just gets so tiring because they're long days and it's very little money and you're, you're just barely getting by uh, financially. Yeah, that, was, that was actually part of uh, one of the questions I had for you was what was your best, what was your favorite thing about doing it and what was your, what was the worst part about it when you, when you got into it? What was the best part about being on set and what was the worst part about being on set? And I'm guessing that was more one of the worst things being yeah. having to do it all day, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and at the time, so I have uh, high blood pressure. I didn't really um, have it under control at that time. So um, what it caught, co- it caused me to get a lot of migraines and one of the worst things, and this happened on a couple, uh, I was working on, on Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and on my wife That's and so kids. Awesome. I'm sorry. I'm fanning it out, dude. Trigger I word. love it. I love it. I fucking love it. Uh, I'm yeah, a huge both, Kevin Smith fan. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Me too. I mean, huge fan. But yeah, on both of those sets, I got a migraine and it was just, it's just one of those things where I just cannot do anything and so i'm in a corner and on jane silent bob that was a 16 hour day and thankfully it didn't wow. kick in until about 10 hours in but those last six hours were just absolutely so that's a, that's a big scene with like a lot of noise and everything too yes. like uh, you know yes. you got boris day the time going <laughs> off and you got uh, the dancing and everything yeah i can imagine the lights yeah they could oh be yeah a, could be a tough yep. one yeah, it was, yeah, there was, there was a lot of dancing and, um, yeah, that's pretty much what the whole scene was. It's the very end of the well, movie. In fact, I know I'm just I'm kind of jacking your story a little bit, but you're actually in the end credits dancing next to Jay and Silent Bob with yep. the monkey. Like, yes. Yeah. Do you want me to tell that? Ever. That is so cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I'll have to go back and rewatch it so I can see you. <laughs> you will. Like once, uh, once you see the end of the movie, oh. you see him. It's yeah, awesome. and if you, um, I mean, you can just go into YouTube and type in Jay and Silent Bob and uh, uh, credits because it's yeah, it's the whole end credits when they come in and it's more stay in the time. And so cool. we, we were shooting that. Well, so we got there, and so this is the story that I tell about that that set because I mean it was something it really had an impact on me, but. Um, you know, to anybody else, and it would have been like, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but I, so we're getting ready to go out there and the assistant director is explaining the scene, going over everything. Um, and so they're getting us ready and they're like, okay, so there's going to be an orangutan on set. So if you are placed by the orangutan, do not make any sudden movements because, Mm -hmm. It'll rip your things off. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. They they the tell this, and then they're Multiple telling him times. he needs to dance next to it. That's the, yeah. that's, it's the best story. Sorry, yeah, go so, ahead. 
so we we go out there and there are hundreds of us. So I'm like, oh, I because I had given up an audition. I was waiting in line to audition for um, a role on Boston Public, but someone oh, yeah. told me that they were looking for extras uh, for Kevin Smith's next movie. So I I got out of line and signed up to be an extra because I, I loved Kevin Smith. That's Smith's why we're movies. friends, Kev. That's why we're friends. <laughs> So that's why I was there. And so anyway, so we get, get on set and there are hundreds of us. So I'm like, I'm probably not, you're not probably not going to be able to see me. I, that's what I was really hoping for to be seen in a Kevin Smith movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, um, I'm standing there getting wait, waiting to get placed. And um, I just, where I was standing, Kevin Smith was walking around and like kind of placing a few people. And then he like, placed me right, you know, right in the thick of everything. Mm-hmm. And of course the orangutan is like right in front of me. And <laughs> there was, uh, who else was there? It was, yeah, Jay, Jay was there and Will Ferrell oh. was right there. Oh, and yeah. Elizabeth, they were all just right there. Naughty. And so, um, yeah, it was crazy. So they start, shooting the scene and I- I'm not moving because I remembered what the AD said. And um, the first thing was that uh, there were, I guess there was some girl that was looking like right into the camera, which is a big no, no, you never look directly in the camera because it pulls focus away from the scene. And so he got on this, this girl um, about that. But then he also said, Hey, um, it, if you're in that area, you, you need to, to move. I need to see some movement from you because you're right on, you're right in the scene. And so like I started move like shimmying a little bit, but barely moving. And so we finished the take and he's looking at the playback. He's like, guys, you really need to move. I mean, you're right on camera. You've got to move. So right and I'm on just, you. Mr. Smith, yeah. I would love to bust a groove for you. So nice. <laughs> I don't want but, to do that. That's the thing is an extra, you you can't like you can't talk back. You can't, you know, voice right. your opinion. Oh so, God, that's even worse. So I'm like, okay, well and I didn't want to get taken out of the scene. So the next it was either the the next time or the time after that, then I I started moving and I then it, we did it a couple different times. So one of the takes they were able to get it. Um, where I am moving around like dancing, like doing a goofy dance. But um, first time I, I started moving around and sure enough, the orangutan kept looking back at me. It's like, oh, <laughs> please don't. Terrifying. Yeah, I, 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 so I'm still dancing. And then um, the orangutan reached out and grabbed my arm and I like freaked out. And God. the animal trainer jumped in and grabbed the orangutan. I, I, I still, I don't know for sure if I ruined the take or if, because if you watch the scene, the camera follows uh, Jane Silent Bob up on to the stage right, where yeah. they're singing. Going through the crowd, um, yeah. So it might've been after that. I, I can't remember. I hope it was, but um, yeah, I was, I was scared to death. Um, but nothing, nothing really happened, but the animal trainer had to come in and grab the rank tang uh, before anything happened. <laughs> How'd you lose but, that eye? That yeah. was the greatest story yeah. either way. I mean, obviously oh it's great that nothing God. happened, but like, see, that's yeah, just so, like an epic story on top of another epic story, man. Like, 
It was crazy. Yeah. That five minutes you just told is better than anything I've done in life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's just like one of the great things. That's like why I wanted to have you on, man, because I I think people need to hear these. So I'm going to piggyback off uh, one of his questions. What was like the funnest set you were on, like that you had most fun with? Oh, definitely Wedding Crashers. Um, Because at that point, I had been doing it for a couple of years. And um, I was just, I don't know. I was just kind of getting tired of it because mm-hmm. um, it, it's tough. I mean, you're you're just in your car. You'd spend four hours in your car, twelve hours on a set, and then um, get a check for you know forty, fifty dollars for an entire oh. day after that taxes. Is that is rough. Yeah. I mean, this is you know how many years ago, but still, it's yeah, it's yeah, probably I mean, like two or three times that right now. If I was non-union, I was trying to get into the union, um, and what you need to do is be a featured extra, and they ha- they have so many Screen Actors Guilds with SAG vouchers that they give out. I remember uh, you talking day. about this on your channel. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you get three, then you can join right. the union, and I was only able to get. Um, two. I never got my third one, and it was in that it was like pure luck. It was um just if someone wanted to help you out, if you knew someone, um if you were a pretty person, you usually could get one pretty easily. Um, I mean that was back in the day when yeah there was yeah in, anything went on a set, as opposed to now where there's um yeah they wouldn't be able to get away with that. I don't think that's what I always hear is it's about like who, you know, kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was 100% that. And, um, an example of that, the, the very last movie that I worked on, it was literally the, the week before moving back here to Iowa. Um, I worked on the holiday and it was so frustrating because like it was, it it was, I, I mean, it, it was nice, you know, working on one big movie before I went back, but, you know, I was just kind of frustrated with everything, not being able to get my last uh, SAG voucher. And when you're on these sets, you sit with groups of people and you get to talking to them. And I was with a group and there was this one girl that it was her first week on a movie set. She was just trying it. She didn't really have any acting aspirations at all. She was just kind of doing it. And so, and she was placed near, near me where where I was on the set and, um, she ran one of the grips she went to school with. So we were there for five days and on, I think it was either the second or third day, she had been talking to him and he hooked her up with a SAG voucher. And then she got, she got all of her SAG vouchers that week. She had no aspirations to be in movies. Um, but she was able to join the Screen Actors Guild because she knew knew someone. She went to school with someone, and that after that week, I was like, okay, I, I'm I'm not doing this. <laughs> it's yeah, just not fair. A, uh, it doesn't matter. Experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was in. Uh, I was trying to get into audio engineering, and yeah. I wanted to do like engineering for like metal music and the fact that I didn't really know anybody everyone had their friend that they worked with and it's just like I had to give it up just because like you said it's just not fair because some people just get shoehorned in and you know people oh, yeah. don't really care about it just 
get left by the wayside. Yeah, and you can put in all the work you want. And that's what I always tried to do. I would volunteer for for stuff that, that nobody wanted to do because you know, sometimes people it, it's a, a busy day and it's really draining, but they'll ask for a few volunteers to do something. And I always tried to volunteer because I wanted to be in any possible scene that I could, could get into. But right. um, yeah, it just never... Um, uh, the two that I got were from working on a movie called Pumpkin. It was a smaller movie, but um, yeah, I just I just got lucky. I just got yeah. lucky. On we have the IMDb pulled up, and I see it. Pumpkin is a disabled soccer player. <laughs> yep, that was uh, me. I didn't yeah, see that I was, movie, but it's 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 interesting. I, I'd have to watch it again um, to see like. Um, how much of it would hold up, especially in this very PC world that we live in. Right, um, yeah. yeah. I'd be interested to see like how inappropriate some of it, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, it, definitely, it. it, it was very in the terminal. Oh, what's that? I forgot you were in the terminal. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Did you get to yeah, see, uh, did you get to see Tom Hanks at all? Yep. Yep, I got to see him. I, I, um, it, I've worked on two Tom Hanks movies. I worked on that and Catch Me If You Can. Um, oh, nice. I love it. That's a, that's where I was like, yeah. That's why I said he's been in every movie you could think of, man. That's awesome. Like Kevin's Kevin's that guy. Yeah, I, I met Spielberg on the terminal. Like he came over and introduced himself. So that was really really cool. Um, but then on Catch Me, because Catch Me If You Can was before that, um, I I didn't get to meet him, but it was a, a school scene. And um, I remember just standing there, like right in front of the, there were all the lockers and it was Leonardo DiCaprio and Spielberg and they're just going over the scene. Ooh. And I'm just standing a few feet away and I'm like, gosh, this is crazy. I mean, that I, I'm on a Steven Spielberg movie. This is insane. So yeah, that was just one of those moments where I was like, "God, oh, this this is really really cool." And that would have never happened if you didn't move to California, man. Yeah, right? like obviously you know oh, you're yeah. from you're from Iowa, like like I don't shoot many movies out there. I would imagine no, no. Um, and so when I got back here, oh, that's that's another story I can tell. So I got back here and I started working at my alma mater um in financial aid and but then i i always had the intention of wanting to try to teach each film and there wasn't really a, a film program at the school but um i got to talk into them and they let me teach a uh, horror film class if i taught a public speaking class which i i i was like are you sure you want me to teach public speaking because i'm i'm a horrible public speaker i mean i could tell stories but i i cannot i'm not very good at public speaking but like well if if you want to teach this horror class then you have to do that so i did that um but i was i did have a lot of people come up and ask me like if i was interested in working on films so um people knew that i was what my background was and so they would ask around um and they had asked me for advice on whether they should go out to California or not. But one of the people in the administration, his son was friends with two guys 
um, from Bettendorf, which is like five, 10 minutes away from here, that were, had just gone out to California, but they had shot some movies around here in Iowa. And so they said, well, uh, he said, I can give them your information and maybe they can help you, you know, if you want to get back into film in Iowa. Um, so he did. And the, one of the guys contacted me and he gave me all these resources and I was like, oh yeah, well just, if you make anything back here in Iowa, let me know. I would love to be on one of your sets. Um, they made a few, uh, low, lower budget films. Um, and they, they were really talented, but, um, you know, that was, gosh, how many years ago was that? 16 years ago. And, wow. so, but so I didn't, I went back and forth with the guy a couple of times, um, but then nothing ever happened. You know, I mean, cause you make a lot of connections and you just meet people and just don't, nothing ever happens. Mm-hmm. But then, um, so I can't remember how many years ago I saw they had a new movie coming out and that movie was A Quiet Place. They were the writers of A Quiet oh. Place. Wow, that's so, what? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Scott Beck and, and Brian Woods. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd been talking to one of them, um, but we just were never able to connect. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. But, yeah, they, they went out to California and they made a few connections and they stayed out there for a while and really pushed through all the hard... Because there's always hard times out there. Well, and yeah. they they were able to sell their script for a quiet place. Now they're making all these, they're they're They've got their hands in so many different horror films. They got in the direct a few, they've got a new science fiction film coming out with uh, Adam driver. I can't oh, remember the name of it. Oh yeah. I saw the preview for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they directed that too. So yeah, that's wow. yeah. Just uh, one of those random things. That was pretty cool. It's I like- thought. Instead of, uh, instead of like five degrees of Kevin Bacon, you got five degrees of Kevin Pryor. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you're not really in the business anymore. Is that something that you're just didn't want to do anymore or, you know, yeah, just I, um, too difficult. I like, cause getting your foot in the door is really hard. Like, like you said, you just got to keep at it. Yeah. It, it, it was, yeah, I had gotten to a point where it was just, it was really difficult. Um, I think I was out there for seven years Mm-hmm. And you just get to this point where, like, I mean, I was barely making rent and, um, yeah, it just wasn't paying well. It was very hard to get consistent work. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now it's, it's so much easier. I mean, you can put stuff online. They, they book everything online. Um, it's not something where you have to call in constant, like spend hours calling in for a job. You can just right. submit your headshot. And then they look and then they'll get back to you if they want you. So you can literally work pretty much every day you want to if you're out there. Right. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it was just very, very, very difficult. So I had a, I had a question for you that I've, yeah. I think I, I've heard you talk about it before, but um, yeah. like I said, I think everybody would like to know. Yeah. Um, uh, you answered earlier who who one of the cooler people was. Uh, who was who was somebody that was that was that sucked? Like who oh, was somebody no. that you that you had to that you had to be on a set with, and you're like maybe thought they would be nicer. Like I always heard Vince Vaughn could be a cool dude or could be kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. So I didn't yeah, I really know too. which way it would go. You know when yeah. you told the story the first time I heard it, but 
I was like, oh, that's awesome. That, and I think that's why Wedding Crashers is such a good movie because he seems like him and Owen Wilson are just having a ball and Will Ferrell's in there and they're just, you know what I yeah. mean? Like they're doing well, whatever. If, if you're looking at the, if you're looking at Wedding Crashers and during that montage, cause they, they were just, you know, it's a bunch of cuts of different things. Oh yeah. It just looks like they're just partying hard with every well, yeah, single group of these you people. You see like, Owen Wilson like cracking up and that, that's like him genuinely laughing at, at Vince Vaughn because he was just being so goofy and just off the wall. And like, he's like, just his personality is kind of like that. He's so outgoing and funny. And um, yeah, I guess I, I could see maybe like he might have, the, him, someone might've caught him on a bad day um, since right, then, right. because he's such a big movie star. Now everybody bothers him. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah maybe he just, now. Yeah, I, I don't know. But um, when, yeah, when I encountered him, he was awesome that entire week. But um, let's see, who was a bad one? I, I try not to tell too many bad ones because... Um, I was going to say, you don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Like, no, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, only what you're comfortable with. If, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, you know. <laughs> well, well, the Eddie one I told... was a complete asshole. <laughs> Just oh, <kidding>. well... <laughs> Like there's there's people that uh there's there's people that we've we've talked about on our podcast that like yeah but we never met them that's a different that's true that that's very true that's very true I actually that's have funny that reference because the the one I probably I I mean I just got a little glimpse of it but yeah Eddie Murphy on uh, Pluto Nash he um I I didn't interact with him but he just did not seem like he wanted to be there at all. Yeah, yeah he was definitely there for the paycheck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, but that's so crazy because I love Eddie Murphy, but like I yeah, too. about him too. Yeah, he just seems like he's a control freak. Like he wants everything his way, or else you know he doesn't. Well, he's been famous for so long, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, since he was what early like twenty one, right? Yeah, SNL, and then it went straight into starring in movies. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, right into 48 hours and Beverly Hills Cop. And yeah, I feel like he's one of those guys that like his greatness gives him a pass for being a dick. Like, you know. <laughs> you're so famous, you get a pass. Right? Right? No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, the dude wrote Delirious. I mean, that's like one of the greatest stand up specials of all time. A little homophobic, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, man. It's just great. Like, so funny. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, of just just from what I saw, um, that that was just a couple of days, and that was another movie that I was I was dancing in, and it's it's the end scene of another movie where I'm I'm dancing, um, and it kind of like dance opens. Are, are say, you Your dance moves are a dance move. <laughs> You're killing it. Well, yeah, I mean, I do the goofy kind of dancing. Maybe that's why they wanted to get me on camera. But like the shot, it starts with like me dancing with this girl and then it goes past, it tracks past us into Eddie Murphy. But um, just from what I saw, like in the downtime, I, the one, and I've told this story on TikTok where I just, um, I couldn't hear what was being said, but um, Jay Moore was sitting next to Eddie Murphy. It looked like he was telling him a story and Eddie Murphy was just looking straight ahead and was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like not, didn't look at, like he was paying attention at all. Um, and Jay was like all into his story. And he, he was another one that was really cool. I threw uh, Jay Moore we seems went, like he'd be a bro. 
Uh, yeah, uh, we went outside the soundstage and we were throwing the football around him and me and a couple other people. Um, yeah, it was just, it's just, and now thinking back to that, it's just so crazy that I was outside the soundstage on Warner Brothers lot throwing a football around. With Jay War. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. It's crazy. Yeah, I so I, I do miss doing some of that stuff now. I mean, I don't think I could I don't think I could do the extra work. I've tried submitting for like um roles, like one liners here and there. Right. But it's it's a lot harder being in Iowa. Um like yeah. if I I apply for so just since I've started doing TikTok and I've been getting more excited, like that passion for movies is feels like it's back. I've been um, applying for stuff in LA. Like if they have, like they, if it pays enough that it could cover uh, my, my flights or whatever out out there. Yeah. yeah, Then, then I, then I apply for it, but there's a lot that, you know, it's like a $200 gig that, you know, you have to, I'd have to fly out there. Find I, I do have a couple of places I have friends that I could stay with, but I'd have to you know stay there, rent a car. It just wouldn't be worth it. So I've been applying for little things in LA or even just around the country, um, but then also in Chicago because that's only like two and a half hours away. But I haven't gotten anything yet. But yeah, I do miss I do miss doing some of that stuff. I was just going to say, one of my big questions, I have a circle twice, is how are we getting you into Princess Diaries 3? Because <laughs> I did I'm like a, you, Kev, we need closure. We need to know what your character has been up to yeah, since did that the last TikTok. movie. Because um, there are a couple of sequels that I've, because they've talked about doing a Wedding Crashers 2 as well. Oh, God, if they do that, you got to go, man. You got to <laughs> go. That would be awesome. But, but I think even more so the Princess Diaries, because it, I've been in two of them. I and know that's insane, man. Like I watched those movies with my daughter. So I'm curious, yeah. like, how did that happen? Like you were in the first one, but did you like want to be in the second one or did they call you back? Like, you gotta be back. Like I am just curious. I don't know how it, it was, works. So Well, it was pure coincidence. Um okay. I so how all the whole Princess Diaries thing happened, um, I actually gosh, I wanna say it was on the weekend. It was I went into an open call with one of my friends from film school. He was kind of getting into background work too, just to make a little extra money. And we went to uh, open call for Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton film. And so there were a couple hundred of us there and they were looking for like really, really skinny people. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm going to get this. It's going to be a couple weeks of work. And so I got cut right off the bat. So wow. I left and usually they don't put anything on the, the lines during the weekend. But for whatever reason, I got back and I just, I was frustrated because I was for sure I was going to get this mm-hmm. um, because I, I was, I had been, ru- I, it was at a time when I'd been running like 10 miles a day. I was, I was really, really skinny. Um, so I, I was kind of frustrated that I didn't get it. Um, but so I got back. I just checked the lines for whatever reason. And they had this for Princess Diaries on there. And I called. And I got through right away. And I think it was because it was the weekend. And they looked up my picture and they booked me. So it was a week of work. And we worked in Pasadena at a school there. 
And um, yeah, so I, I worked on that movie and it came out and then um, heavy a hitters on that one too, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got oh, yeah. Andrews. You got, you got Anne Hathaway. I yes, love see, Anne Hathaway. And that was Anne Hathaway's first big movie. Yeah. I mean, she had been oh, on really? a TV series. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she was an unknown. And like when you, when we were reacting to her new look in the movie, I mean, that was real. I mean, we, we had only seen her um, with the glasses and the long, the long hair, um, just like, you know, when she gets all fancied up, um, we, that was in that classroom was the first time that we got to see her like that. They had Um, to like really try hard to make her not look that good. You know what I mean? Like with the hair and the hat and and the glasses and all that, you know, but like, yeah. I remember that being like a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, on that, on that set, I didn't get to meet Julie Andrews on, on princess Diaries one. Um, but cause it was all the classroom scenes, but, um, right. many more in Anne Hathaway and, um, Heather Matarazzo was in the first one. Like, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> She plays one of the classmates, like the haters. Like the yeah, hate she was one of the mean ones. Yeah, and they yep. find out she's a freaking princess. <laughs> Get out of here, yep. you peasants. Like, <laughs> but then, yeah, so, so yeah, you got to play a classmate of hers in the first one, but then in the second one, you're a groomsman, aren't you? Yeah, so for the second one, that was a couple years later, and I just happened to call into the, the lines, and they were looking for guests at the royal wedding for Princess Diaries 2. So I called in and they said, yeah, yeah, we can use you. So I showed up. We the, Sometimes they have, for the movie, especially the movies, they have fittings where you go in for a day, you get paid. You go into the studio or wherever and they fit you for a suit or a costume and um, like get your exact measurements. And then you just use their costumes for the rest of the shoot. So I went in for this fitting thinking, okay, well, you know, they're going to put me in some nice suit or whatever to be a wedding guest. And they started putting me in a tux. And so I looked at my, um, the voucher is how you get paid. And it said uh, on their groomsmen. And I was like, oh, I, I think there's, I think, there must be something wrong because I, I was just supposed to be a wedding guest. And like, no, you, we've got you as a groomsman. So uh, yeah, we're going to get you all set up in this tux. And, uh, and so at that point I was really excited because I thought, Oh, I'm going to finally get my last SAG voucher. Oh, and man. so I show yeah. up and the first day it was a full week and it was the first day. And God, I want to say it was either the first or second day where like there are hundreds of people in this, in this church, and that, that was shot in Pasadena too. Um, and I had to walk down the aisle with with someone, and in front of the camera. I mean, all these you have hundreds of people watching you walk down the aisle, and I was so nervous. Um, but yeah, we did it. We shot that for the first two days, and then they didn't need the groomsmen for the last three days. So we sat in extras holding pretty much 12 hours for those last three days and didn't do anything. I didn't have a cell phone. So I had maybe had a book or whatever and they had tons of food. So I was eating all day, but, um, that sounds cool. Yeah. I was going to say, I was nervous at my own wedding. I couldn't imagine being a groomsman at like a movie. (laughs) Well, yeah. And you have Gimli watching you walk down the, Mm -hmm. the aisle 
It was crazy. Um, yeah. He was there. Oh, who else was there? And Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, there were a few other faces I re- Oh, I don't know if you know um, Tom Poston. Poster? Is it Tom Poster? From uh, Newhart? He was, uh, do you remember Newhart at all? <laughs> that, that's Bob from Newhart. the 80s. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an older show. But um, yeah, he was a big character actor. And I reckon it. And that was one of my stories I told on TikTok, how nobody knew who he was. And he came into extras holding, he was eating crispy oh, yeah, things. And yeah, I went yeah. up to him. And I was talking to him. And I just thought that was so cool. But nobody knew who he They just thought he was another extra. This guy's a legend. (laughs) (laughs) He's the reason we're doing this, y'all. Yeah, look look him up. Look him up on uh, IMDb. But his big credit was Newhart. He he had done tons of different TV shows before that. But um, yeah. uh, Did you like make friends, like extra friends? You're like, yeah, we're back again on this movie and just hanging out. Yeah, you do run into the same people. I can't really remember... I, I wish I could remember a lot of them because um, I, I want to see if they're still doing it. There, there are mm-hmm. some that I like have an old email from or whatever um, that like I might have been talking to them and we talked about, you know, working on a movie or something like doing a short film. But um, yeah, none like today that just the the ones that I went to film school with that I did extra work that I still connect with. Um, there was one, there was one, there was this girl that we, we both were writing and um, she said she was going to contact me about maybe doing something in one of her short films, but she never did. I had her email and her name popped up. I, who was it? It was, she worked on, um, what is it? Outlander? Is that, it was some star show. I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, but she ended up writing for a TV show uh, eventually. Wow. But yeah, I um, remember Outlander. Yeah, I never, I never kept in contact with her. But there were a few people that I made friends with that I'd see on some of these sets. I just can't, I can't remember their names. Um, and but I would like to see if any of them, you know, maybe there's someone out there that's still working at it. Um, I do know a few people that are still out there, uh, a few friends that are still in the business. Um, we're trying to get in either behind the scenes or in front of the camera. Um, my old roommate um, from film school, when I, so when I uh, finished film school, moved to South Pasadena, which is an awesome area. It, um, they filmed a lot of the original Halloween there which I didn't find out until I'd been living there for a while. Um, but they, it's just a really, really cool area. Um, I lived in this little house and it was kind of a urban neighborhood. And I remember my parents bringing me to uh, bring my stuff over to this new place and to meet my, um, my roommate. And he is a makeup, uh, effects artist and he's he's really good really talented but he still hadn't cleaned out my room yet and so they went in to what was going to be my room and he had all these buckets of blood everywhere and he had these realistic like arms and legs with like individual hairs on them that, like they oh, look wow. real 
Wow. Um, so yeah, they go in there and they see all this, like, oh my gosh, who, who is this guy? <laughs> but he's just, he, he's still out there. He's working. Um, actually, uh, when I was in California uh, last October, I got to meet up with him and another one of our film school buddies. And he, um, I, I just love talking to him because he's got all these stories about working on movies and he worked, uh, he worked, he's worked on like Hunger Games, Interstellar. Um, he worked on American Horror Story. Have you ever watched any of those? Uh, yeah, he loves Interstellar. Um, okay. No, yeah. Oh no, but he loves oh. Christopher. We we like Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, but yeah, that was one of them that I wasn't a huge fan of. But um, right. yeah, he's he's directed a, a movie, um, like a low budget horror film. But he's yeah, he's still working on a lot of TV shows and movies. Oh, he does a lot of um, a lot of stuff for the superhero shows like uh, you'd see on the uh, wb he and he told me he worked on the boys he couldn't really tell me what he did but he told me that i love we love the boys we do love the boys yeah so when he told me that i was like oh my gosh that is so awesome clip that out (laughs) yeah yeah so it's yeah he's still doing it but he i think he um yeah, with anything, you just it's long hours, and that can be tiresome. Um, That's what I've heard a lot of. Uh, I follow a lot of technicians, like people that are boomers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, like it's such long hours, so you really yes. have to love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's still doing it, which um, I think is awesome. Um, that is awesome. And uh, there's someone that I haven't really connected with uh, that I went to high school with. And he is out in Cal. He's been out there ever since um, college, and he's just plugging away at um, trying to get into acting. And he's had a few small roles in like TV shows and movies. Um, he was in some west. He did a western horror. How was it called? In the undead. Um, but he he started in, in that, and they're going to shoot a sequel to it. But he's been out there this whole time, so he's you know, living that life where you're just kind of, you know, just hoping for something big to, to push you through. And then once you get that, get that one big thing, then you can do it for like consistently and like actually not have to worry about, about bills and all that. But yeah, I am curious, like, is that something you were pursuing? Like, did you always want to be an extra or did you have aspirations to be like a more than that? Cause I, yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to be more than that. I yeah. the only reason I was doing the extra work because I thought it'd be easier to get my set. Um, it, it was it was a lot harder back then to get mm-hmm. um, the auditions. Um, I had an agent for a while, but they weren't getting me any auditions, um, and it, it's frustrating to look back because now with technology, I'm basically my own agent. I I send my headshot out for different roles that I find on websites. Mm-hmm. Whereas before you couldn't do that. You had to, you know, you had to have an agent or someone you could, you could like actually drive somewhere and submit your headshot or send it through the mail. Right. But, I'm sure it's a lot easier having the agent do it for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they'll take, 
Um, and it's kind of, it's hard out there because there are a lot of people trying to take advantage of you. So they always tell you, well, don't get an agent um, mm-hmm. that tries to tell you that you, you need to get these certain headshots where you pay them a certain amount. Like you want an agent that's uh, SAG franchised and they only take 15 or 20% of your check once you get a job. So they don't right. get paid until you get a job. So that's the kind mm-hmm. of agent I had. But then unfortunately, it was called oh, Colors Talent and Talent Agency or something. I don't even think they're around anymore. But I remember I went in and I auditioned for commercial and TV because there were separate divisions, commercial and TV film acting. So I, I auditioned for the TV and film, and I did one of my Ace Ventura things. And then for the commercial, they gave me some sides, and then I had a minute, a minute or two to look over them, and then I had to, to give the sides like I would be reading for, for TV. And so mm-hmm. I, they, they signed me for both. So I thought that was really cool, but then they never got me any auditions. And then I remember I was sitting at our place in South Pasadena, and we were watching the news, and they popped up on the the um the news because they were booking people and then keeping 100 percent of the check they weren't paying the people for for oh, actually going through oh, it man. so at that point i had been with them for so long that next day i got in my car drove to beverly hills and i was like I, i'm done uh, i know i signed something but i i don't want you to be my agent anymore give me my headshots back and i'm gonna find somebody else right. so after that, uh, I just, I, I didn't ever get another agent. So, um, yeah, there's just so many things that have changed since, since then. Whereas, yeah, now I've got, I've, I still have a lot of my headshots from, from back then. But I, um, yeah, I just took my headshot here at home and then I uploaded it. And now I can just send it to whoever I want without an agent. Right. Now... Now I know you did TV and movies. Uh, yes. Was there? Did you have a preference over which one, or was it kind of pretty much the same thing? Just a long day, or you know, did you prefer to do one over the other? Yeah, I liked. I, well, I like doing movies because um, I just love movies in general. And right. when you're working on a movie, more often than not, they're 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 multiple days. Um, yeah, most of the movies I worked on were multiple day jobs. So I didn't have to worry about calling in for something every single day that I was at home. Um, so yeah, I, I preferred movies and just because I, yeah, it's, it was so fun. I think Princess Diaries was the first movie that, um, I just happened to come back home because my whole family was back here in Iowa. And so I just happened to be home when Princess Diaries came out. So it, it was really exciting going to the theater with my whole family, like my, my mom and dad, my brothers, my aunts and uncles, and we're all sitting there watching Princess Diaries for the first time and getting to watch me in these scenes. So I'd you know, point and they'd be you know, all excited. And, um, so yeah, that's why I, I loved doing movies more. And that's a cool thing. Yeah. With TV shows, it's, it's not like... Back then, I mean, yeah, sometimes you'd have the DVDs, but a lot of the stuff, I mean, some of the stuff you can't even find, some of these TV shows, because I've wanted to do TikToks on some of the TV shows that I've done. I just, I just cannot find any footage 
um, like on like like legal on legal sites that I can go to um, right, right, right. from these from these I'm shows. Sure it's harder like, too because you're like, what episode was I on? <laughs> and that's that's the thing. So I have to like go through. Like there was, um, I saw that Scrubs was was um, one of the streamers. And that was a fun experience, but I wanted to find the clip. And I just, there's so many seasons of that. I'd have to go through you know, dozens and dozens of seasons to try to find it. Cause I can't remember what the scene, cause that's a show where it's like, it's kind of all over the place where they go. Like it's, it's, um, it'd be very hard to figure out which episode I was on. And even if I was, in, if you can even see me, I'm, I think you could. Because I always tried to watch the shows, but I just, I cannot remember on that one. I just yeah, remember being be, there. Yeah, and, that's got to be rough because they might cut your scene out for some yes. reason and you're looking for yourself and you're like, I can't, I don't know which one. So I can imagine my wife may be able to pit, point you out because she loves Scrubs. She used to watch that all the day, all the time back in the day. Oh yeah. 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 I did too. I was, <laughs> you know, watched most of it. Um, but yeah, that happened. That happened with Princess Diaries. I remember we... Um, shot there was they had some what they call second unit stuff where it's basically uh, a different director like a second uh, a, like a assistant director or not assistant director sec what is it I think maybe just like a second unit director but it happened to be Gary Marshall's son and so he was directing us doing little cutaway scenes and so there was a scene in the classroom because there weren't too many of us in that classroom and he had me um, like throw a paper airplane and then walk out of the frame. And it was, it was literally just me. Um, So that was something they shot that they could cut in. um, But they, they just didn't use it. So I was, that's what I, that was what I was most excited to see because it was literally just a shot of me that they had filmed, um, but they didn't put it into the movie. Wow, that's, that's heartbreaking. That's but in that scene, you can you can see me really well. Like when she takes off her hat, you can see me in the back reacting to it. And I remember, um, yeah, we we got the um, so when we get the I projected that movie when Marshall came to my school. I worked as a projectionist for the school. That was one of my other jobs. And Gary Marshall came to the school. And I got to go to some of the dinners with, they'd have a dinner with like 20 people um, that could meet the director and talk to them. And so I put, was putting together the movie and basically put, if you know, the, like the old film, they come in these big canisters right. and they're like six reels for a movie. You have to splice them together. So you're cutting off frames end frames of sometimes scenes depending on how many times it's been moving because you have to splice each of the ends together and my scene just happened to be the end part where i had to to slice it off so i i have a frame of uh of my scene on 35 millimeter film but um yeah I, i thought that was pretty cool but yeah that was one of those cool things that i got to do um where i we would get these directors. Now, this is a whole other thing that I got to do. We would, um, that was one of my first jobs out there. I had to find a job and my, I made friends with this guy that was the main projectionist. And he asked me if I wanted to help him. And so they would have classes 
that they would show 35 millimeter, 35 millimeter uh, prints. I, I didn't know how to do any of that, but he, he taught me. And so, uh, yeah, I became his right-hand man doing that. And we would get directors bringing in their personal prints sometime. And so I would have to put them together and then I would, it'd be the day before, and then I would get to screen it. So I'd get to watch this movie by myself um, and make sure everything looked okay. And that, that I'd spliced it together correctly. And then I would screen it the next day or, or someone else would screen it. Um, so what do you, uh, what do you think the biggest one you ever saw was the biggest anybody else, like that um, you can remember? Is there the, anyone like stick the biggest out in mind? person that came in? No, as far as like what movie you got to slice together the before you got to see before anybody else, like if well, you can remember. See, the thing is, most of these movies were movies that had already come out. Like they oh, were, okay. yeah. So it wasn't. I think the only one that ha- I screened that hadn't come out was The Sultan Sea, um, and that was I can't remember the guy's name, the director, but he directed that um, Shia LaBeouf movie Suburbia. I, I can't remember the, the, the director's oh, name. Disturbia. I love Disturbia. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I got to meet a ton of director, most, mostly directors. Um, and I got to go to dinner with, um, it was Gary Marshall and Brian Singer. And, oh. um, and then I just got to hang out with um, John Badham, who directed short circuit and war games and Saturday night fever. He was hanging out with Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Those are eighties movies right there. Yeah. Though he, he did some great eighties movies. Um, uh, stakeout was another one, but I got, so there was a film series of his and I remember one night, um, I was standing up in the projection booth and it was during one of the screenings for all the students. And he came up and he was watching the movie with me. It was just, Another one of those surreal moments. I'm watching the movie with the director of the movie, just hanging out. Um, cool. Yeah, there was uh, Robert Zemeckis. He came and, and brought Castaway. Um, oh. Yeah, so many. Uh, Martin Landau came with Ed Wood. Um, I'm trying to remember. There were so many different directors that came that it was just, it was a really cool experience that I got to meet a lot of them because they brought um, their movie. Oh, probably one of the best ones for me because my favorite movie of all time is Empire Strikes Back. And Irvin Kirshner came, the director of Empire Strikes Back came and talked. Well, he brought uh, The Eyes of Laura Mars. That, that was the funny thing. He brought this movie called The Eyes of Laura Mars, which is a good movie. But um, before the Q&A, they, um, they came out and to introduce him and like everybody's there wants to know about Empire Strikes Back. They probably uh, even said, though he, please don't ask about Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, they said, <laughs> okay, we know that he's done Star Wars movies, but he, he's here to talk about Eyes of Laura Mars. So please ask, only ask him about that movie. So then they introduced him and he came in and everybody's asking him about eyes of Laura Mars. And then some, he said something, um, he was answering a question about visual effects and he's, he told a story about, um, having to use like a cheap special effect with, um, a fishing rod to move Yoda. 
on Empire Strikes Back. And then mm-hmm. everybody's hands went up. <laughs> and every single question after that was about Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. oh, he's probably like, ah, oh, they went 20 minutes. This is a lot longer than yeah. anybody else. Yeah, thought, you know, yeah that, was, that was pretty cool. Oh, Richard Downer. That was another one. I, I just loved um, hearing him. I got to sit, sit in on the Q&A. My, my um, boss got to go to dinner with him. But just to hear him talk about Superman and Lethal Weapon oh. and, and Goonies. I mean, these are Richard movies Downer, that I've so. seen so many yeah. times. And he's telling us about making those movies. The Omen. Just, just amazing, yeah. Movies that I've always loved. It's a very That's cool. That's one thing about it, Kev. That that time in your life, man. Like I said, so many uh, epic stories and things you got to see and be yeah. a part of. Like that's you know the stories alone is worth it. Like I said. Well, it's just because uh, that's what Nick wants. He wants to be an extra in movies. He like doesn't even want to be the main. He just like wants to be the guy in the back drinking a beer. Right. Do they as shoot any as- movies near you? Um, I, th- I would think like Miami and Atlanta. They know, did shoot a lot yeah. of Atlanta. Huh? They did the Punisher in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. I know. Not the <laughs> Actually, one, Atlanta's um, probably after L.A. and New York. A- Atlanta's is probably the next pl- biggest place that they shoot stuff. Um, and even, I mean, especially because of the the Marvel stuff, they shoot everything there. Well, um, when they were shooting Jay and Silent Bob reboot, they were doing it in New Orleans, and I was thought oh. about trying to go out there and see if I could get on as an extra, but I have a job and a family, so <laughs> that went out the window pretty quick. No, but yeah, give up the wife and just give up my job. yeah. Who needs <laughs> who needs to have somewhere to live, right? <laughs> yeah, so Miami. I I mean, I I that that was my second choice. I could have been down in Miami doing. Uh, TV broadcasting. You know, yeah, it's so crazy that you had those two paths. And I mean, obviously, looking back now, like, you know, but uh, who knows? Maybe we could have, maybe you were, maybe you would have been the guy announcing the Miami Heat. We don't know <laughs> where, where you could have went down there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't even think, um, like, it's probably a good thing I didn't do it because I, um, it's like the news was so I just found the news to become so depressing. Like I want to do funny stuff. I want to do real news. (laughs) Yeah. Just talking about all the shootings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Another shooting today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think I could do that. And then you have to think off the cuff. I mean, I can do that somewhat, but yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't want to be. I wouldn't have wanted to be one of those people going viral for saying the wrong thing. Cause right, right, right. That would have been me for sure. Well, I know some of, some of your followers don't know this unless they've uh, seen the TikToks and uh, Greg didn't. But you were a video game tester for a little bit too. Oh, you? Yes, yes, that was like, so. I remember you talking about some of the games you worked on. Yeah. Um, so that was just another one of those things where. Um, yeah, I. When was that? I was I always between, wondering if that was while you were doing the background acting. Yes, if you yes, doing so the extra work. Or, I was still kind of doing the extra work, but then I had gotten married, and then I needed to get some more income, and so um, I needed like a regular kind of a re- regular job, at least like a couple of weeks of work instead of one day here, one day there. Mm-hmm. So. I, I um 
Yeah, I had heard it was out in Calabasas, California, uh, while I was living in South Pasadena. And um, they were looking for video game testers at THQ. And they, they're famous for all the wrestling games. So, I was going to say, I was just playing WCW versus NWO <laughs> yesterday on 64. Yes. Yeah, so um, I went out there and what they did was, it, it was the perfect place to start as a video game tester because I don't think all the places are like this where they would hire on a whole bunch of people and it was only for one week. And so they would teach you what you do, like how you look for bugs in video games, what you're looking for wrong. And, um, so then, yeah, so you would, you would look for all these things. And, um, then at the end of the week, they gave us a test. And so we took the test. We had to write up certain bugs with the game. They gave us different games to look at and we had to find certain things and write them up. And then they, they would keep a percentage of those people. So, um, yeah, so I, I was kept on. I, I learned how they did it and they kept me on. But then for all of us that were there, they said, okay, we're going to keep you, but just know that this is probably only going to be like three months of work. And then we're going to get rid of like 75, 80% of you because they have like cycles. I don't know if it's any more because I mean, there's so many video game companies out there now, but at that time they had cycles where they were working and not, uh, testing. Mm-hmm. So we love we love the movie Grandma's Boy. So oh, yeah. thinking about that. when you first told me that you tested video games, I was like, "That's the coolest thing ever." But then you well, also yeah. told me that they got rid of everybody else. Like, that sucks. They didn't talk about yeah. that in the movie. Well, that's the thing about Grandma's Boy is it glorifies it, but really, I'm assuming it's not as glorious as the movies no. to be. Like you're just no. playing the same level over and over and over yes. and over. Yeah, and that that was one of the stories I told. Um, mm, so my first game. It was my first game was SpongeBob SquarePants Employee of the Month on PC, Ooh. and I remember getting put on the game. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. So they gave me the build of the game, and there were only like when it started, when it finished, there were probably five or six of us testing it. But at first, there were there were only two of us, and then I had a team lead. Um, so my team lead gave us the build. Um, it was like the version of the game. And so we had, he's like, okay, play through this. And so it took me an hour or two to play through it. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Now now what do I do? He's like, well, you better get used to it because you're going to be looking at that game for 40 hours a week for the next month. And that's, yeah, I, I played through that game. I don't know how many times. Um, And it got to the point where I was like hallucinating. I would see SpongeBob when I was driving home on the, the freeway and I would see him on the side of the freeway, I would have nightmares about SpongeBob. Um, oh it God. was, yeah, it, I mean, it was just Sp- SpongeBob all day long. Um, but thankfully I worked with some really cool, my team lead was really cool. And the one guy that, that I had started with was, um, you know, we got along and talked about movies and stuff, but um, yeah, that was tough. And then I went straight from that to working on, Spirit, uh, Stallion of the Cimarron. So that was another game. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it was another game that was, you know, takes an hour to beat. 
And then oh, what else just did I going through as a horse over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was oh gosh. I mean, we found a lot of stuff. Um, especially oh, for SpongeBob. They were because um we would write up because it was like a four kids game, they were always trying to s- sneak in like sexual references. Um <laughs> so we would write that up. And it's funny it's because they would always try to, the, the developers would always try to sneak it by. And some, some of the stuff I'm sure ended up in the game. I, I wouldn't be oh surprised. But, um, that sounds like some crap I would do if I was developing a game. <laughs> that was, God, the horse game though, though. Right. Oh my God. Well, it was different on the horse game because that, that was Disney and they were... Yeah, uh, they're uh, on top of that. I yeah, because yeah, in the, the 90s, they had the golden age where a bunch of stuff slept through that's the cracks. That's true. Yeah, it's that's a corporation true. now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I went from that to playing, uh, to testing Hot Wheels Velocity X. And then my last game that I tested at THQ was um, WWE... Was it WWF or... I think, it was, I think it had changed to WWE SmackDown. Uh, yep. Shut your mouth. I think was That's the title. Awesome. Um, but yeah, th- that one was kind of that. That one was fun because I hadn't really played a lot of um, wrestling games except for one of my friends in college. Really was a huge wrestling fan, so I kind of got into it there. But I remember seeing the graphics at the time. The graphics for that game were just amazing, and it's crazy to see what they've become today. But yeah, yeah, it's just insane. But there were so many options we had to check. But I remember sitting there one day and I had only been, they had been doing their Friday firings starting to. And I remember sitting there one Friday and um, it was like around lunchtime, like, hey, Kevin, can uh, you come with me for a second? I was like, oh God, am I getting, am I getting the boot? And I walk in and to this conference room and I sit down and the head HR person is there. I was like, oh, that's great. And like, uh, Kevin, I'm sorry to inform you, but this is your last day with us. You have five minutes to collect your belongings and vacate the premise. <laughs> wow. So, so uh, yeah, it, I mean, I figured I was getting fired, but just the way they did it, it was so like cold and I was very surprised. So um, they still I hear grab- more work not to get out. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly. too harsh on our game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I grab, I grabbed my stuff, and the cool thing was, like, I was down at, um, in the entryway, and the security guy was going to walk me out, and um, my team lead came rushing down. He's like, "No, no, no, no! I'm, I'm going to take him out." And so he walked me out and talked to me a little bit. And he's like, "Don't worry about it. I'm sure you're going to get something else, and um, we'll keep in contact." And we did. We kept in contact. I ran into him at the E3 conference a couple of years later when I was working at EA. Um, I think, I, I don't know if he's still doing it, but I you know, tried to keep in contact with him because he was um, always, he was awesome to work for. Um, and um, yeah, so I, after that, I would, was going back and forth between doing extra work and working on games. So then I applied to work on, um, work at, uh, Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog Studios, and this is before like Uncharted and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last of Us, um, but they had um, the Jack and Daxter series, so it was for Jack Two, and I applied, and they were at the very end of the game, so they said it was going to be a lot of hours. It was like five or six 
weeks of work, but I've, I've never worked that many hours in a week ever in my life. And I, and I hope that I never have to again. I worked a 90 hour week, one of the oh, weeks, wow. the last week. And so I, I went on a Monday at 8 a.m. And then I left Tuesday night at 8 p.m. And then Ooh. did that two times that week and, and worked the, uh, but I worked the entire week basically. I had a little bit of rest on that Wednesday. And then the Saturday, but yeah, it was, it was a full 90 hour week. And we were, and the game for its time was like one of those open world games that there weren't too many yeah. of, um, like Grand Theft Auto, where it was, you know, it would take 20 hours to beat it. So there was right. a lot to look at. And um, I remember place to go and yeah. Yeah. And it, it, that was a tough job because like, I'm usually pretty quiet when I come into a new environment as it is. So like, I, I wasn't really voicing like, okay, I've seen, see this bug until the last couple of weeks. So I didn't, I don't think I really made an impression there. Um, but I did find that last week a bug. It was like three o'clock in the morning where if you, um, hit a boss, one of these end level bosses with a certain weapon at a certain, a certain place, the game would freeze 100% of the time. And those are the worst bugs to find because this is back in a time where they didn't send updates. The game that you got was the right. game. I mean, you didn't, there were no, it's not like today where you, you get a bad game and then you spend months <laughs> updating it. Yeah, After we're not getting cyber, uh, cyberpunk back then. Yeah, you know, yeah. If, funny you mentioned that. I'm playing that game now. I've waited this long to play Cyberpunk because, I mean, it's it it's a it fun out. game now. It's it I, I really enjoy out. it. Yeah, but it took a couple of years. But yeah, um, yeah, games had to be perfect. So right. yeah, I, f- I found a pretty big bug, um, in that game, and then and gotta, that was only oh, six weeks. Oh, what's that? <laughs> No, I was saying they give you a huge bonus for finding such a bonus. Yeah. Well, then I, I did make a lot of uh, double time on that. And oh, I right. mean, the pay isn't a, like, it wasn't like a huge amount, but it was, um, at the time I remember it was, it was pretty good for, for testing video games. I thought it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, do you like after playing games for so long and like having to like, did it like, do you play video games today or did it like ruin? Like, I feel like that's something that would ruin it for me. Yeah. I don't um, know if it, I can do it anymore. I, I, yeah, there were a couple of years where I didn't play any video, video games. I, I have, um, like I have an Xbox series X. I have a PlayStation five. Um, but I don't play a lot of video games. I, but I do play some. Like if I just right. need to, just need a break from everything. Um, yeah, I especially the past couple of years, I've I've maybe played three or four games. Um, but yeah, there it took me a couple of years before getting back into it, and I did get pretty heavy back yeah, into yeah, playing video that. games. Just yeah, different spurts where I'm yeah I'm playing a lot of games and then I'm not playing a lot of games. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it. When I was testing, it was very hard to play any video games because you just, but that was a funny thing. Yeah. 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 I went to school for graphic design and I had to quit because it was the same thing. Like graphic design is like a hobby for me and like doing it for pay. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It, um, the funny thing with that 
was uh, my last testing place was Electronic Arts. Mm-hmm. And so that was the most corporate of my testing jobs, I'd say. Like we would, it was in Playa Vista, California. It doesn't exist anymore. They moved it, I think, to Northern California. But um, it was right along the coast in LA. Um, and it was really nice area. But they had like these facilities, like they had soccer fields, they had places where you could work out. Um, you, when you came, you couldn't park your car, that you had to valet park your car. Oh, wow. And I wish they would do that at work. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was weird. It was just weird getting used to that. But, yeah. um, at first, uh, before it started getting really busy, it was mostly just nine, nine to five work, but it was driving on the 405 freeway. If you've ever been in California, it's like a mess, complete mess. So I would spend two hours driving there and two hours driving back. So I mean, no. it was very long days. And when we get into those 12 hour days, I, I, I would literally come home, go to sleep, wake up and go right back in and do that no. six days a week, sometimes seven days. So yeah, it was, it was just really, I, I had no time. I had zero time for anything else besides the moral of the story, kids. Don't move. Grandma's boy is full of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not the it's not the glamorous lifestyle that no. it out to me in that. No, way. it is yeah. it is not. But yeah, at Electronic Arts, I tested uh, Medal of Honor European Assault. That was the first game I tested. And then oh, what did I do? Oh, Tiger Woods. Two thousand six. Some games that like were a little bit more fun to play. You know, it wasn't SpongeBob over yes. and over again. You know? Yeah, Medal of Honor. I mean, that was more on the rails. Like it wasn't you, like there are certain things that you do in the game, um, but you can go off, off a little bit. Um, but Tiger Woods was, was fun because we play against each other. And that was like in the early days of multiplayer at all, um, where you would could dial up on the 56 K modem and uh. play against people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, that was fun because I, I did actually. I, I did make a few friends from from there. One that I um, talked to every once in a while that uh, was big into really big into video games. But um, yeah, when it was funny, that was the funny place because when we were done testing, so we would take our breaks. We'd have you know so many breaks during the day. Um, we would go down in the break room and, and then play more video games, basically. Um, but it was nice. They had an awesome break room where they had like, uh, they had the massage chairs and they had um, like one of those sit down uh, Pac-Man tables. And then they had a couple of pinball machines. That's what I u- usually would go down and play pinball. They had a Lord of the Rings pinball machine that I would play every single day, just trying to get my name in the high score. Um, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, they had, um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that you could do on, on, they called it a campus and it really was. I mean, there were so many different things you could do, like, especially sports because, I mean, it was EA, but they had, um, yeah, a lot of different fields. Like if you were interested in that, you could go do that on your breaks. That's cool. It is like dream job goals, but it's so expensive to live out there. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. That's another thing. I, I, I haven't looked to see what it costs out there, but I can't, I mean, just from, gosh, how much was it? Um, so we shared, me and my wife shared 
a place with one of my film school classmates. Mm-hmm. That was the last place. It was in Brea, California. And um, we were, our portion of this two bedroom condo was $1,700. And that was in, you know, how long ago? 2006, I think. Wow. So, yeah, a long time ago. And it was $1,700 just for mm-hmm. a portion of that. I think the total was, um, it was close to 3000 yeah, I had some uh, friends that moved out there and they're like, we had to move back to Florida because we were going to be homeless if we stayed in California. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there were a couple of times if, if my parents wouldn't have helped me out, there, there's no way I would have been able to do it. There's just yeah. absolutely no way. And I was working. I was doing extra work. I just, yeah, it's just very, very hard. Yeah. So I, I give imagine. a lot of props to, to people that can push Stick through. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But uh, as far as extra work, hopefully we can get you on uh, the uh, Princess Brides Di- or Princess, Princess Diaries. Diaries 3. I've been calling it Princess Brides ever since we brought <laughs> you up. <laughs> it drives me crazy. That's a good movie too, though. Princess yes, Diaries that's, that's classic. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah man, I hope we, so. Whatever we got to do, Kev, we got to get you. We're, we're going to start a petition. We're going to do everything to get you back on that movie. Exactly. Um, I, <laughs> we'll boycott I it. Don't forget it, man. <laughs> Put, um, I made that, that video on TikTok about, you know, you know, how can I get on this movie in hopes right. that maybe someone might get tagged that, you know, might know someone and someone did tag. Uh, I'm about to tag in. Um, oh yeah. I, they might've tagged her. She didn't, it was, uh, the, uh, it was the girl from even Stevens. You remember that show? Yeah. Um, yeah, the girl from that, they tagged her. She was the voice of Kim Possible, but she favorited my video. Um, so just little things like that, where someone that's in at Disney, you know, who knows if they can do anything, but, um, yeah, yeah I don't know. They're, they're just writing it now. There. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see. And if it meant that I might have to like fly out there, I mean, as long as it wasn't too expensive. Right, I, I right. really want to, yeah, I really think it'd be cool to say that I was in all three Princess Diaries movies. Yeah, we got to close up the trilogy for your character. For sure, yes. man. <laughs> I need yes. this to happen. But uh, we're coming up on two hours and I don't want to take the rest of your oh, day. But, uh, but yes. yeah, Kev, we appreciate you coming on and hopefully we, hopefully you had some fun. Yes, and, uh, yeah, thank you. Time doing something like this. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming on, and we, it was nice to hear like some background on these movies that we love and adore. And have oh yeah, a lot of thank you, fun thank stories you for having me. I yes. feel like a lot of people like if they're interested in it now, they know you know what what they can do to get it going. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and they can follow me on uh, TikTok, and I can try to give I try to give advice on how to get into it because it's I mean sometimes it can seem daunting how to actually you know figure out how to get started but it's once you figure it out it's pretty easy to get into it yeah hopefully this guy over here will take some tips from you because that's all he talks about is wanting to be an extra on a movie so oh yeah you should definitely do it especially yeah i don't know how go to atlanta for a weekend yeah yeah i mean they shoot tons of stuff in atlanta now a lot of big budget movies that'd be so cool if you could get on one of those big marvel movies a marvel movie yeah (laughs) I'm an Avenger, technically. No, you yeah. just a bouncer at a titty bar. That's all you would be. 
<laughs> it's good well, did they shoot? Good. Did they shoot any of the Star Wars stuff there too? I don't know uh, if it, is it just Marvel or is it just or do they do? I, I don't know for sure if they. I know they did a. I know they did like um, like some of the Fast and Furiouses they did down. Oh, they cool. did in Atlanta and they did in Miami. Okay. There are certain ones. I guess it's depending on what. I know a lot of it's shot in Canada too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like awesome. we appreciate you coming on, Kev. Uh, yeah, thank you. We're gonna when it gets when we put the episode out, I'll definitely tag you in it on TikTok awesome. and awesome. let everybody know they could come listen to it. Sounds good. Thank and you. All major stri- streaming platforms, man. Right. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Well, uh, we'll talk to you later, though, but I appreciate you coming on again. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again, Kev. We'll see you later, bud. <laughs> yep. Right, talk to you later. Yeah. Have a good one. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Later.